Welcome to the Time Out with Josh podcast. I hope you guys are having a fan-freaking-tastic day. So, uh, before we get rolling into um, the sports, because that's what we're going to talk about is sports ball. Uh, before we get rolling into that, we're going to talk about... Um, you know, the, the opportunity to have a sponsorship. So if you want to sponsor the timeout with Josh podcast, make sure you hit us up on Instagram, make sure that you, uh, shoot me a message on there. If you want to be a guest or you know, somebody that wants to be a guest on the podcast, definitely have them send me a message. I would love to talk to them and love to, uh, to interact with them and, and see what we can do. Um, your sponsorships are what help keep us on the air. We have our monthly dues and things like that, that we got to pay and your sponsorships help keep us there. So we're going to dive into this right now. We're going to dive into this big fucking news for the day. Big news, big Ben, the man is retiring after 18 seasons. He has announced his retirement. Are we shocked? No, not really. We, I mean, we got a preview of it on his last game, right? Preview on the last game. He walked around the stadium, ran around the stadium, high-fived a bunch of the fans, and it was pretty much his send-off, right? And then he turned around and he said something that I thought was a little bit whacked out um, of the media to take out of context. Sorry, guys, getting a sip of my coffee, just sitting here drinking some five-alarm black rifle coffee uh, right now. But um, he said he said something where he was like, you know, we shouldn't be here, quote-unquote, we shouldn't be here, um, referring to the Steelers in the postseason. And, and really, they, they got in because of honest luck, honest luck, and, and in, a, in a game where – you know, you had you had a person sitting there, um, you know, making a bad decision, calling a timeout, and then a field goal getting kicked. That's how the Steelers made it in. The media twisted it like he didn't want to be there. Bullshit. I mean, you're telling me that one of the most iconic, current era iconic quarterbacks, whether you like him or not, shouldn't wouldn't want to be in the in the in the playoffs one it's bonus check money two this is last season he wants to be there so you take all of his accusations aside you take all that other stuff aside right and and you know that this man definitely wanted to be there so um i i mean big ben you made a huge impact you set records um you know, you played well for the Steelers. I know the Steelers fans love you. Um, all that other bullshit that you did in your life and all that stuff aside, um, I wish you the best. Uh, you know, it's going to be sad to see you go. Um, I feel really bad that your last two seasons were, were downers. Um, they weren't the best. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's sad. You did not have the support around you that you should have had. So, um, as I, as I wish you good luck, I also say thank God you're out of out of the NFL. Um, it's time for you to go. Time for you to go. Let's stay in football. Let's stay in football, y'all. Let's stay in football. 
We've got a huge fucking situation happening at Green Bay. And it's a big one. And and it's not in and, and I think the situation is somewhat um is somewhat overshadowed by Aaron Rodgers, but the situation is that we have a lot of free agents in Green Bay that are about to leave. There are some big name free agents that are about to leave Green Bay. And Rodgers has made it very clear he does not want to be a part of a rebuild. And we already know Rodgers is um Rodgers is 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 a is a rock the boat kind of dude. And he said, I don't want to be a part of a rebuild, all that other stuff, right? Denver has lost their Denver has lost their coach. Fangio's out, right? Fangio's out. I really would like to see Fangio go back to the Bears in his former job and go back to the Bears and 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 be there. I think that would that would be probably a good thing, especially since you've lost a head coach. The Bears have now signed a GM. I like the Bears signing the executive officer from Kansas City as their GM. That's a good move, in my opinion. I think it's a solid move. It's a guy that comes from a solid front office, right? So go with that. Stick with that. The Bears have it. Fangio can go back over there as an offensive coordinator. That would be good. But Denver loses. Denver loses their head coach. And they're calling in to Green Bay to get a coordinator to be their head coach. Where the fuck do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to go? Where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to go? Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver. Mark my words, he's going to Denver. That's where he's going. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Denver. Um, It's... It, 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 before this point, I would have I would have said no. There's no way he's going to Denver. I actually could have seen him going to New Orleans because they have a quarterback problem. I could have seen if if it had played out, if Denver had not offered the money, if Denver had not locked him down. I could have seen uh, what's his face, the coordinator for uh, the offensive court or defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator, sorry, offensive coordinator for green Bay going to Jacksonville as their head coach. And then, and then Aaron Rodgers going to Jacksonville and taking over the starting job from Trevor Lawrence to let Trevor Lawrence learn. I could have seen that happening. Could have, I definitely could have seen him going to new Orleans, even though, even though Sean Payton stepped down we all know why Sean Payton stepped down. Sean Payton stepped down to go over and coach in Dallas. He's done with 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 New Orleans. New Orleans is not giving him the support. They're not helping him out. He's fed up. He's tired. Drew Brees is gone. He gave it a season. Gone. Bye. See you later. Peace out. Deuces. I'm out. He goes over and he coaches for Jerry Jones. I see that happening. I see the funny thing is everything that's happened in the last 48 hours within the NFL has shaped stuff up so fast and so rapidly. It's insane. Now, the next question is because you got Aaron Rodgers on the move for sure on the move, not staying in Green Bay, doesn't want to be in Green Bay, didn't want to be there this year, probably played with a little chip on his shoulder. So he was like, here, 
fuck you guys. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to be an amazing quarterback. I'm going to be do great, but lost to San Francisco yet again. The other one that you have on the move where I truly believe is on the move is Tom Brady. Tom Brady has one more season, one more. And it's not because his body cannot handle it. His body can handle it. He keeps himself in peak physical condition. It's just because he's getting slow. He's getting slow. When Tom Brady sees that a team is not their, his team anymore, gone out. See you later. Bye deuces. There are a few teams that I see him going to. I also see him staying at Tampa. And the reason I see him staying at Tampa is because Kyle Trask can come in that position. He can school Kyle Trask up. Kyle Trask, as I've said before, I believe was the best pickup for, um, for Tampa. I think he was a great pickup for them. I think he has the best opportunity to have a great career in the future with, um, with Tampa because he, he was being schooled by Tom Brady, but I think Tom Brady's out. I think he's gone. Um, I think that that is something that, that, that just happens. It's, it's going to happen. Um, where he goes, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Some people have said, oh, he goes to the 49ers. He plays, he plays there. Why would they do that? They've got Jimmy G who has reinvented himself this year and is playing like a bat out of hell. He's not going to the 49ers. He's obviously not going to the Rams. Could he go to the Chargers? Doubt it. Um, but let's be real. I think Tom Brady's on the move. I still believe Aaron Rodgers, 1,000% Aaron Rodgers goes to the fucking Broncos. He goes there. Aaron Rodgers is going there. His offensive coordinator went there. He didn't have a problem with his offensive coordinator. Under his offensive coordinator, he has excelled. He's going to the Broncos. Pure and simple. Um, there are a lot of moves that could happen. If that happens, if that happens, if that happens, Tom Brady, again, I do not, do not, do not, do not. This, this, I have heard people say it. Tom Brady goes to the 49ers. Why the fuck would he go to the 49ers? They have Jimmy G. Jimmy G has reinvented himself. Jim, uh, he has reinvented himself. Period. Pure and simple. Aaron, Tom Brady wants to play for a team where he can win one more ring and he's out. Watch Gronk follow him. He will go with him. If, if, slight, slight, slight chance, I believe less than a 5% chance, slight chance, if, if, Brady retires, Gronk will retire as well. Period. Pure and simple. That's that's it. Pure and simple. If he retires, so will Gronk. And that will be it. But I believe that's less than a 5% chance. Brady 
Brady is my my personal opinion. Brady stays with Tampa Bay. He stays there. That's it. He's not moving anywhere. Rodgers goes to the Broncos. Pure and simple. The Rams are good. Um, obviously, uh, Derek Carr is still iffy with Vegas. The problem with Vegas is is that he's been in Vegas and he's been wishy washy. He's left and right. Um, Brady will not go to San Francisco. San Francisco will not pick up Brady. Jimmy G is their quarterback. They have had massive success. They beat, they beat what could arguably be the league MVP and Aaron Rodgers. They would have beat Brady. Jimmy G stays there. He does. He stays there. And and it's and it's there's no question about it. Brady will not go there. They won't pick up Brady to go there because Brady will not. Brady will not play second seat to his protege. He won't do it. He won't play second seat to his protege. That's why I think Brady stays where he is. Aaron Rodgers is 100 percent on the move. He goes to the Broncos. Pure and simple. Um, I could actually see Russell Wilson going to the the Saints before most other quarterbacks right now. Um, but that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. Um, in the NFL right now, if you look at the way it sits right now with what's <coughs> what's coming up, free agency and things like that, the number one team in the NFC North where the big, ups, the big change happens, the number one team where the big change happens is... In the NFC North, the Vikings win the North next year. The Bears and the Detroit Lions are mid, and the Green Bay Packers are at the bottom. The reason for that is Green Bay Packers are about to lose a shit ton of players. They're about to lose Aaron Rodgers. It's going to go down, and love is just eh, up there, right? Pure and simple. Um, that's that's what happens there, okay? Um, when you have Aaron Rodgers going to the Broncos, you know that some of those free agents are going to follow them. Some of them are going to stay with them. That's what's going to happen. It's just, I don't see any other way that could happen. All right. So uh, let's get back to this on the, the whole Tom Brady thing. So with Tom Brady, the discussion has been with Tom Brady that he could go to Texas or he could go to NOLA. Um, I, I, I see the Texans before NOLA. I definitely see the Texans before NOLA, but I still hold to, um, I, I still hold to the, the idea that the, the whole Brady idea that, that he stays in, um, he stays in, in Tampa Bay still hold to that. I'm going to hold to that. I'm gonna hold to it. So, um, just to keep you, just to keep you, you know, abreast of that situation. Now, breaking news. While we're sitting here, while we're sitting here, ladies and gentlemen, breaking fucking news. Breaking news to you guys watching me on TikTok while I record this. The Bears are going to hire the def- the Colts defensive coordinator, Eberflus, as their head coach. Mistake. Mistake. I wanted to see them pick up the Dolphins head coach, but 
pure and simple. Um, the Bears are going to hire the defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts as their head coach. Um, so having said that, if the Bears do hire, if that is true and not just rumor and not just conjecture, if the Bears do actually hire him as their head coach, we're getting another defensive coordinator as a head coach. And we're getting somebody out of Indianapolis where Indianapolis did have a good defense. I don't like hiring coaches that come coordinators that come out of mediocre teams. I don't like it. Head coaches that come from a mediocre team is a different story. The reason for that is when you have a head coach that comes from a mediocre team, you can address it by looking at the team, right? When you hire a defensive or offensive coordinator based on a mediocre team, you have so many other things to look at. So, for instance, I'll give you an example. A few years ago, and, and this is this is proof of it, a few years ago, the Bears' defense was ridiculous, right? Absolutely insane. Lights out. <clears throat> but the numbers of the Bears' wins made them mediocre, Think about that. It made them mediocre, right? So Fangio goes over to Denver and does a mediocre job. And people are like, well, but the Bears defense was great. Yes, when the Bears defense was on the field, it was good, but the Bears defense got worn out because the offense wasn't there. So was the Bears defense good because the players wanted to kick ass or was it because the team was actually that good? There's too many variables right? There's too many variables. So if you look at this, are we getting a decent defensive coordinator? If this is true? Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. But if you, what you have to look at is for instance, the offensive coordinator that's going over to Denver, this is why Aaron Rodgers will follow him. This is why I I've said this earlier. And I said, Aaron Rodgers would be there is because if you look at Aaron Rodgers' performance underneath that offensive coordinator, boom, perfect, amazing, absolutely incredible, impeccable, top top tier. That is an example of hiring a good coach, right? In my opinion. Does Denver do good by him? I don't know. We'll see. That's yet to be seen. But when we look at it in total, hiring Hackett as their head coach in Denver is a smart freaking move. Hackett is a smart move, pure and simple. Okay, so that's that's the news there. Now let's take a look at uh, let's take a look at the NFL schedule. We've got two games coming up, y'all. Two, and we're going to talk about those games, and I'm going to give you my breakdown and who I think is going to win and why. Okay, so first game, first game coming up at uh, what is it? Two, two Central Time, two p.m. Central Time on CBS at Arrowhead. At Arrowhead is the Bengals at Kansas City. I, I'm going to pause for dramatic effect. Bengals at Kansas City. <laughs> Bengals at Kansas City. <laughs> the Bengals at fucking Kansas City. Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. Bing, the the Bengals. The anybody else 
with me on this where it's like who how the Bengals? Okay. Joe Burrow has had a great season. The Bengals have been playing football like they belong in the NFL for the first time in years. <clears throat> the Bengals are playing to go to the Super Bowl. Let that settle in for one hot fucking second. The Bengals are playing the Bing the Bengals. The Bengals are playing to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> They're playing Cincinnati Bengals are playing the Kansas City Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. All right, two things. Two things. Could the Bengals win? Yep. Yep, the Bengals could win. Do I think they're going to win? No. But could the Bengals win? Yes. 100%, I believe they could win. Um <clears throat> the Bengals have has been playing um quite well. Quite well. I am a little salty that the Bears passed over Patrick Mahomes to pick up Mitch Trubisky. So, yeah, do I want to see Patrick Mahomes lose? Yeah. But more than anything, more than anything, I want to see his brother cry. I want to see his brother cry. Because whatever that Mahomes brother is, I don't know his name. But that is one self-entitled, annoying, freaking kid. That is the most childish, most irresponsible limelight 15 seconds of fame piece of shit human being that rides his brother's coattails and distracts his brother's game more than anybody. He is so self-entitled. It's absolutely ridiculous. And Mahomes' fiance, girlfriend, whatever the hell she is, she's a piece of work. Piece of work. Somebody just commented in my TikTok live. Uh, Jackson Mahomes. Thank you. Thank you. Jackson Mahomes. Jackson Mahomes is a POS. He is a garbage human being. He is a waste of space. That kid is dancing on the sidelines, taken away from his brother's stuff, and it's ridiculous. It's absolutely freaking ridiculous. I can't stand it. So, and then his fiance, you know, you got his fiance sitting there, you know, so self-absorbed that she's got to like pull out, you know, freaking bottles of champagne and spray them all over people that are in the crowd. Like people want to get sprayed with champagne. No, like, dude, you go to a football game. It's cold. You're sitting up in your little box because you're freaking Patrick Mahomes' fiance, you're sitting up in your box and you're reaching out the window and spraying champagne on people like you're you're a snob. You're a freaking snob. So having said that, I want Cincinnati to beat the tar out of Kansas City and I want them to smoke them at home. I want it to happen. Do I think it's going to happen? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But I want it to happen. I personally believe that it's going to be a close game. I'm saying, I'm going to put this out there right now. 27-24, Kansas City. 27-24, Kansas City. That's my guess there. San Francisco at Los Angeles. Let's talk about this one. This one, in my opinion, I think is going to be the game to watch. This is going to be the game to watch. Honestly, I think this is going to be nuts because it is at SoFi Stadium. It's still like a home game for them. 
All right. It's like a home game for San Francisco. They're right up the road from each other. I think it's a home game. All right. The reason I think it's a home game is because SoFi has limited and I, this is a rumor. I don't know if it's absolutely true or not, but this is what I heard. SoFi was saying that if you're a San Francisco fan that wants to come to the game and you purchase a ticket, but you do not live within the city limits of Los Angeles, they will keep you out of the game. They will cancel your ticket. They will cancel your ticket. They don't want San Francisco fans there because San Francisco fans are going to be loud. San Francisco beats Los Angeles and goes to the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. It will end up being San Francisco and Kansas City in the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. San Francisco is on a high right now, y'all. They're on a high. They went to a freezing cold, snowy, miserable, miserable, absolutely downright miserable game in Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers. And beat freaking Aaron Rodgers. And they didn't just beat him. They beat him well. They played a solid game and they beat him well. The special teams did great. The special teams did great. And they 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 got in there and they they knew that the weak point for Green Bay was special teams and they exploited it. I my hats off, my hats off against the 49 or with the 49ers. My hats off with them. Pure and simple, my hat's off with them. And yes, Aaron Rodgers is 0-9 against the 49ers. Still doesn't matter. This is playoff football. We're seeing the Bengals playing Kansas City. It doesn't matter. It's playoff football. It's at Green Bay. It's miserable. It's cold. It's disgusting. It's gross. It's snowing. It's an icy field. And they went in there and they beat Aaron Rodgers. They beat Aaron Rodgers. They beat Green Bay. And Green Bay beat themselves with their special teams. They beat themselves with their special teams. You want to look at that? Look at that punt. Look at that blocked punt. That was nuts. That blocked punt was absolutely nuts. They're standing around looking for the ball, 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 and boom. Picked it up, ran it in. Was it about five yards running? 10 yards running? Sure. But that's how you win games. So, having said that, San Francisco has proven that they are a team now. And I know I got San Francisco fans in here. I know I got 49er fans in here. I know I do. I've got Cowboy 17 as a 49ers fan. I've got friends that are 49ers fans. I've got a lot of friends that are 49ers fans. I have a lot of friends that are Packers fans. I'm a Bears fan. Our team sucked this year. I'm glad we got rid of what we did. But I'm telling you, San Francisco, Jimmy G, I don't know what got in his Wheaties in the offseason, but he ate them. He ate those Wheaties. He figured his shit out. And that dude is playing like he wants to play some freaking football. He wants to play football. I am impressed. I am beyond impressed with the 49ers. It is incredible. I am excited to see 
what the 49ers are doing. Truly excited. I'm sitting back here looking at, I mean, I've got a Ronnie Lott signed football behind me because I admire the play of the 49ers. I am a, I am a player fan. I, I love my teams. I absolutely love my teams, but I am also a player fan. I love certain players and Ronnie Lott was one of them. Emmett Smith was one. You know, you can go down a list of players that did not play for the Bears that I will sit there and say, yeah, amazing, amazing players. Tony Gonzalez, Gronk, Greg Olson ended up playing for the Bears, but Greg Olson, um, you know, Drew Brees. I like certain players, no question. But I'm telling you right now, guys, the 49ers, holy smokes. I'm happy. I As much as I hate Matt Stafford because I'm a Florida Gator and I hate the Bulldogs, as much as I hate Matt Stafford, I said it at the beginning of the season and I will say it over and over and over again. Matt Stafford never had all of the tools in Detroit. He either had the coaching and no players or he had the players and no coaching. It was one of the two. And when I say coaching, I'm including front office, et cetera, okay? At Los Angeles, he's got them. He's got both. And it is impressive. It is impressive. I am happy for him. He deserves to play with a team like that. Matt Stafford is, is a good, good quarterback. He's a solid quarterback. And he has never truly had all the tools to do what he was capable of doing. And unfortunately, he's gotten those tools at the waning years of his career. But he's finally got them. Joe Burrow is going to be a good quarterback as long as he continues to do what he's doing and as long as the Cincinnati Bengals keep pulling players and coaches and staff into their organization the way they're doing it. I am proud of Cincinnati for what they're doing. I don't like... Cincinnati, but that's awesome. Kansas City, there is one team that I want to see lose in these two games, and that is Kansas City. If the Rams win, I'm I'm. If the Rams win, Stafford deserves it. Get that man a ring. If the 49ers win, I'm happy for Jimmy G. He's shown that he's learned and he's improved and he's amazing. If Joe Burrow wins. It is the upset of the freaking season. It is the upset of the season. If he wins a Super Bowl, who would have guessed it? Certainly not this guy. Not this guy sitting on the other side of the microphone. I would not have guessed it. I would not have put money on it. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. I put money on... (laughs) I put money on Tampa Bay to repeat this year. I will admit it. I put money on Tampa Bay to repeat this year. I really thought they had it in them. Um, I had a small amount of money on Green Bay. I did not think that Aaron Rodgers was going to play. And when I say play, I meant I mean I knew he was going to be on the on the field. I knew he was going to be on the field, but I didn't think he was going to be on the field in his mind. But I certainly as fuck didn't think Cincinnati was going to be there. And I am proud of them for doing what they're doing. That's amazing. 
It is incredible. Um, I, I, I'm floored. I'm floored. All right. So taking a look at the conference championships and everything that's going on there. Kelsey went off in this last game. He played well. He did well. Um, but I don't, I, I, I think, I think what ends up happening, I think what ends up happening is Kansas City rests on its laurels. Oh, we're playing Cincinnati. We're at home. We've got the hype squad. We can, we can, you know, we can have our special performers come on and hype up the crowd and we're good. We're going to beat them. They're nothing because they've been there. Think about this guys. If Kansas city loses, if Kansas city loses, this is the first time in 10 years that Tom Brady, the Patriots or Kansas city has not been in the super bowl a decade. A decade of Patriot, Kansas City, Tom Brady Super Bowls. Holy shit. I want them to lose so bad. (laughs) I do. Like I said, I want Cincinnati to beat them. Do I think it's going to happen? No, because they're at home. But that's how it happens. That's how Cincinnati beats them. All right? Um, Like I said, Hackett's there. Um, Dan Quinn is staying in Dallas. That has been announced. Dan Quinn is staying in Dallas. Um, I will I will say this. For Kansas City fans, let's talk about these headlines here. For Kansas City fans, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Kansas, Kansas City fans made a nod to Bills Nation. I, I want to see the Bills go further than what they did, honestly. Um, but for Kansas City's nation, the, the fans, to donate – um, to a hospital locally to Bill's Mafia um, in the name of Bill's Mafia was pretty awesome. The other news, like I said, I brought up Gronk earlier. We're going to talk about Gronk right now. Gronk said if he was forced to decide right now, he would retire. <sighs> if, if Gronk does not retire, if he does not retire, Gronk goes with Brady to New Orleans. That's my first guess. If Brady goes to the Texans, which is my second guess, Gronk goes with him there. Plays one season, and he's done. That's it. I think Brady wants to be the oldest quarterback to ever play football. But I also think that Brady, in this loss, it knocked him down. If Brady had won and had made it to the Super Bowl... If he had just made it to the Super Bowl, let's say he loses in the Super Bowl, right? If he had made it to the Super Bowl, he he definitely says, I'm playing one more one more season. I want to win again. But Brady has hinted in his podcast, Brady hinted in his interviews that this could be it. But if he had made it to the Super Bowl and even lost it, he wouldn't have. He would have said, you know what, I'm, I was so close, I'm going to try for it. But he didn't. He didn't even make it to the conference championship. So I think he, I think he retires. I really do. Um, like I said, I still think it's a 10% chance that he does. I think that some of it, honestly, Brady knows how to stir the pot. 
I think some of it's talk. I really do. Do I think he plays another season? Yes. Do I think he retires? No. I still think there's a chance. If he does, and if he does retire, I agree with him. If he does retire, Gronk's out. And that's the whole argument with the Gronk thing. Okay. I know I kind of walked in circles on that one. Um, So the other thing that I want to bring up, because this has been kind of talked about on ESPN, it's talked about on Fox Sports and, and whatnot, is the overtime rules for the NFL. The overtime rules for the NFL, I think, are ridiculous. I think they're ridiculous. I don't think that they're fair. I think that allowing a allowing a overtime, allowing a game rather to be decided by a coin flip is is not right. I don't think it's right. Because, and this is my proof of it, Kansas City is has momentum, right? Kansas City has momentum against the Bills. They flip the quarter. Kansas City wins. They carry the momentum. And some people are going to argue, well, momentum is feelings. Momentum is emotion. Yeah, it is. But that should not decide a game. I think the rule should be as such. If... Really, really simple. If you look at NCAA rules, I think it should be like the NCAA. I think it should be like college football. I think the rules should be the exact same for college football. I also want to see college football go from one touch in the end zone to two feet or two points of contact in the end zone, two feet down in the end zone to to be a touchdown. These players are having to play that way in the NFL. Why not make them play that way in college? You're playing one foot in high school. You step up to the next level. You play two feet. And then you're in the NFL, two feet in the end zone. I want to see that rule change. Um, I've wanted to see that rule change for a long time. Um, I, I, I would like to see the college football playoffs expand um, and not be four teams. I want to see it be eight. Um, I Personally, I think that would be better. I think it would include more divisions. But... I think the easy rule change, two feet down in the end zone for a touchdown or for a reception, period. Not one foot, okay? I think you're going to end up with better drafts because of that because you're going to see players that really take it seriously, right? Because how many how many times have we seen wide receivers, tight ends, even running backs get in the NFL and stink, because they can't seem to get the two feet down situation. They can't they can't seem to master that, right? So that's where I that's where I believe that we're headed um in the NFL. I think that we after this season, I think we're actually gonna see a change in the rules. I want to see a change in the rules. Let's go for it. All right. Now let's switch over really quick here. Let's go from football. We talked about football. Let's go to baseball for a second. We're still on a lockout. We're still on a lockout. A lot of people have kind of glossed over the fact that we're on a lockout right now. We're still on a lockout. They're talking, they're negotiating right now, but nobody can do anything. Um, we got free agents that are sitting out there just sitting, waiting for stuff to happen. I think it's a huge detriment to the to the MLB if um, they don't come up with something fast um, because within, the, within Major League Baseball, if you have that lockout and you don't allow teams to pick up players, they can't they can't gel with their new team. They can't get to know their new team. A lot of players, um, a lot of players don't get to, don't get to, um, 
you know, their team and just start playing with them in spring training. They start communicating with them. They start talking with them. They start doing their thing in spring training. Right. And, or prior to spring training and they get to know their, their players. I think it creates a problem. Um, so let's end this lockout. The other thing, um, the other thing that, that I think is absolutely ridiculous. And I just saw this the other day and I was like, what? Um, triple a, they test everything there, right? They test everything there. Triple a is looking at robotic umpires, robotic umpires. <clears throat> That is, that is not going at the root of the problem. It's like the NFL. And we're going to talk about umpires and referees and, and whatnot together. There is one league that I think where referees, linemen, etc., officials, we'll call them officials. Officials don't affect the game very much, and that's hockey. Hockey and tennis. Hockey and tennis, the officials can't affect the game. Golf, they can't really affect the game. They can't turn the game to being a certain thing. Especially within a team sport, hockey is the one where they can't really affect it. If the, if the puck goes over the line, it's a goal, right? Um, if, there's, if there's a high sticking, if there's a cross-checking, it's called, and that's it. It doesn't really affect the game. Can they affect the game? Yes. Yes, they can, but not the way that it does in major league baseball or in the NFL or in college. And we've seen that we've seen that, you know, like we have, we have look at Dallas's postseason game, right? Dallas, everybody was upset with the calls against Dallas. Everybody was including myself. And I don't like Dallas. I hate the Cowboys, but they were affected by really bad calls. Now, having said that, Dallas is the most penalized team in the NFL this year. Okay. Dallas penalized themselves. Dallas lost games on penalties, but the bad calls are absolutely asinine. We saw in the, we saw in the NFL this year, we saw in major league baseball this year, the strike zone was ridiculous. The calls were ridiculous. Replay can be done on calls on the field. And that was okay. Um, but definitely, definitely, definitely an issue behind the plate. And I think it's an absolute asinine issue behind the plate. Um, somebody in my TikTok said, note to self, we're all Dallas gear next time. Josh is in town. That's fine. I, I just won't hug you. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't like Dallas. I, I, I just don't. Um, never have. Um, but having a robotic umpire takes away from the game. You've got to have humans. Humans are it, but we've got to have umpires that are behind the plate that are calling consistently, calling consistent plays, calling consistent calls, calling consistent balls and strikes. And they're not doing that. And there's got to be accountability. The funny thing is, is there is very little accountability within the officiating. Now, the accountability did happen after the Dallas game. They pulled that officiating crew and said that crew will not be umpiring or, or officiating any other games in the postseason, period. They will not be officiating any other games in the postseason. So having said that, that is accountability, but they still affected a game. 
that they should not have affected. There was there were calls that were made on penalties that should not have been called that were ridiculous. And if you want proof of that, if you want proof of that, let's go to the Bills game. Wide receiver gets the ball and he taunts running down the sidelines or what was it, a defensive back, wherever it was. I can't remember what it, what the player was, but he runs down the sidelines and 10 yards, 15 yards before the end zone, he throws up the peace sign, right? He throws up the peace sign and is like taunting players, but he doesn't get called on it. He doesn't get called for a taunting call. That's a double standard, right? The Bills could have very well won that game on that one call. Now, some people are like, well, taunting shouldn't be a call. I believe excessive taunting, yeah, 100%. Throwing up a peace sign when you go down to get into the end zone, not really. But if you're going to call other players on taunting for the very same kind of thing, then why not taunting? Why not taunting on him? So again, double standards. And that's where I think that using robot umpires to call balls and strikes is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I think it's stupid. I think it's dumb. I think it's ridiculous. All right. Um, Hall of Fame class. Hall of Fame class. Let's talk about this one. And this one is going to ruffle some feathers. Ready for some feathers to be ruffled? First of all, congrats to the dude, Big Poppy. Big Poppy got into the Hall of Fame. That man deserves it. Big Poppy is is so deserving of the Hall of Fame, it's absolutely ridiculous. That man was loved and hated by everyone. You hated him if you're a New York Yankees fan. You hated him if you if he hit home runs off of you. You hated him if he was clutch. You hated him for all that stuff. But that man was a great ball player. He's a fun announcer. If you watch him on TV, he's absolutely hilarious. He's so much fun. I loved watching him during the World Series this year. It was great to watch him. He hypes people up. He's got a great attitude. He's just, he deserves the Hall of Fame. Pure and simple, no question about it. Um, the, the two, the two that did not make the Hall of Fame on final ballot. Final ballot, Hall of Fame, missed it. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. <clears throat> Clemens, I'm on the fence with. Clemens, I'm on the fence with. There were things that he did that he was accused of, cheating, etc. And and things came from it and some did not. All right? But Barry Bonds, you guys are going to hate me. Barry Bonds does not deserve Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds does not deserve the Hall of Fame. The amount of corking that he did with his bats and what he did to get his records will always have an asterisk. He does not deserve the hall of fame period. He doesn't deserve it. If you're not going to give it to Pete Rose, if you're not going to give it to other ball players that did similar things, you cannot give it to Barry Bonds. Corking of bats is still illegal in major league baseball. You cannot give it to a man who corked his bat to be in the Hall of Fame. Cannot happen. Pure and simple. 
And I've heard arguments on both sides. Well, he's one of the greatest. Yeah, but how? How is he one of the greatest? Can you tell me that Barry Bonds without a court bat would be the Barry Bonds he is now? No, absolutely not. He would not have lasted as long in the in the in the in baseball, in the MLB. He would not have lasted as long. Was he an icon? Yes, but he fell from grace after that happened. Um, it, it's like Mark McGuire. Somebody tells me Mark McGuire deserves a Hall of Fame. Mm-mm. No, he does not. Same concept. You do that, he doesn't get to the Hall of Fame, period. So on that note, Barry Bonds not making the Hall of Fame, great choice. Should not have made it. If you're going to, if you're going to reverse Pete Rose's decision, if you're going to reverse him and, and everything like that and allow him to be on the ballot, which he can't anymore, he's ineligible for it, but you allow him to be on the ballot, and say, okay, he wasn't on the ballot because of the, of the cheating that he did, because of fixing games or whatever that he did. If you say, well, retroactively, we're going to allow him to be voted on, then you can allow Barry Bonds to be on it to a degree. But then you're saying that players can bet and, and fix games. So he shouldn't be allowed on it. Just like Barry Bonds shouldn't be on it for corking a bat. If you say, okay, we can un- we can cork bats now, we can allow people players to cork bats, then yeah, let Barry Bonds be on it. Let him be on it. Put him on the ballot. Let him let people vote for him. Let him be in the Hall of Fame. But until that point, no way. No way does he does he get to the Hall of Fame. No way do we allow him in. Pure and simple. Again, we're still in a lockout. We've got a lot of free agents sitting out there. Um, I'm going to piss off some Atlanta Braves fans right now. Um, because Freddie Freeman is a free agent. The Braves, I hate this for them. I hate this for the Atlanta Braves, but the Braves will not have Freddie Freeman playing first base for the Atlanta Braves. He's gone. There's two places I see Freddie Freeman going because they have the money to pay him to go there because he is a phenomenal ball player. He is one of the best first basemen out there currently. He has an amazing bat. He's an amazing defensive player. He has a great attitude. He is a leader in the clubhouse. And there's two teams that will go after him. If he goes to one of them, I'm going to burn the place down. If he goes to the other, I'll probably still burn the place down. Two places that I see him going are the Dodgers or the Yankees. Hate it. I do not want to see him go to the Yankees. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. I don't want to see him go to the Yankees. I love the Atlanta Braves. They're my second favorite team. But I don't want to see him going to the Yankees. That is just bad news. That's bad news not because of him playing for the Yankees, but it's bad news because I think that the Yankees fans and the Yankees themselves as an organization will not appreciate Freddie Freeman for who he is. Um, I think the Dodgers would appreciate him more. I think the Dodgers organization would appreciate him more. I think the Dodgers organization and their fans would appreciate him more, but still not the team I'd want to see him go to because I don't like the Dodgers, but 
those are the two teams that I see him going to. And, uh, and that's it. Um, I don't see him going anywhere else because I don't think they have the money or I don't think they want to give up players to create cap space or to create money for him. Other teams I I think would, would be that way. Going back to the hall of fame thing. I want to bring this up because Alyssa brought this up the other night and I agreed with her wholeheartedly. The, what is it, 2017 Houston Astros World Series team should all have an asterisk on them and none of them should be included in the Hall of Fame. Cheating. Throwing that out there. Astros fans, I'm sorry. Um, but like I said, as a Boston Red Sox fan, I do not want to see Freddie Freeman go there. Um, <laughs> could he do it? Yeah, because they got the money. Um I kind of believe in Freddie Freeman and the fact that he probably won't go there because I don't think Freddie Freeman is that kind of person. I think he would actually take lesser money not to play for the Yankees as a human being um, just because the way he is. <clears throat> but um, now the next question is this. And I, and I have a question for, for all of you. For those of you who are watching on, on, on TikTok, I, I actually have a question for you guys as well. And you guys can answer off on this while I'm sitting here talking about this because I have my opinions. Can the Braves repeat and go to the World Series and win the World Series again this year? Can the Braves repeat? So I'll let that marinate for a second while I go on to this next point. Um, the White Sox have picked up the out, uh, Cuban outfield field slugger uh, call us. Um, if you are in the American league and you are a player in the American league or you're a coach in the American league or you're an owner or you're a team and you have not looked at the white Sox and gone, Oh shit. You may want to start looking at the white Sox because the white Sox are making moves and have made moves in the last couple of days that, have or last couple of days last couple of years that have put the white Sox in a place to win having said that and white Sox fans are going to be pissed off with me right now the chicago white Sox have one of the worst stadiums that i have ever been to and i've been to tons of stadiums but they have one of the worst stadiums i've ever been to one shitty part of town Two, shitty stadium. Three, really bad core of fans. <laughs> um, the hardcore White Sox fans, I'm not talking to I'm not talking to you. When I say bad core of fans, um, I'm not talking to you. You guys are the when I say core, I shouldn't use the word core, bad fan base. The core of fans are great. The core of fans love their White Sox. They show up to games. It could be freezing cold. They're wearing their coats. They're sitting there and they're watching the game. It's pouring down rain. They're still at the game. But the amount of solid fans that they have are so small that going to that stadium and risking your life going to that stadium is is not worth it. It's better to watch at home. The other White Sox fans, are fair weather fans. White Sox are winning. They're there. They root for them. They wear their colors. White Sox are losing. I'm not a White Sox fan. I don't like baseball. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's like, come on. I've been to the games. 
And it's bad. When you can go to a game and pay $5 to go to a baseball game and the stadium is still not full, you have a bad you have a bad fan base. You really do. Um I think that Major League Baseball is on the precipice of moving a major team to um moving a major team to uh Las Vegas. I it will not be the White Sox by the way. It will be um Oakland. Oakland the Athletics will move to Las Vegas. The AAA team is there. They have the infrastructure. Vegas is trying to become Sports Town USA. They got a football team. They have a hockey team. They have a hockey team that's done great. Um and and now they have um the possibility of having a baseball team. And I see it happening. I actually see it happening. Um and I and I think that they will I think that that's where they'll end up. The White Sox will stay in Chicago. They will not leave Chicago. Um, it would be like the Cubs leaving Chicago. The Cubs have threatened to leave the city of Chicago, but the Cubs will still be in Chicago. The Bears will move out of the city of Chicago before the Cubs or the White Sox ever do. Um, but the White Sox are staying in Chicago. The The White Sox need to move their stadium because they're in a bad area. Um the stadium is fairly new, but we saw what the Braves did. The Braves had an even newer stadium and still built a new one. Um, the problem with Chicago is that Chicago is struggling financially as a city. Cannot afford to lose the White Sox, but also can't afford to keep them. Um, the state of Illinois is losing people left and right, which is making it harder for them to support two baseball teams. And one of them's got to move. It's just, I think that a team will implode before they move out of the city. If it comes to the White Sox and the Cubs. So having said that, Oakland, I believe in the next two years, will be in Las Vegas. The Oakland, uh, Oakland will announce that move and they'll move to Las Vegas. I think that's what ends up happening. Um, I don't believe that any other expansion teams happen or anything like that. Um, but I, I, I really truly believe that's what ends up happening. So going back to the question I had, do the Braves repeat and win the world series? No. Do they make the postseason? Do they make the national league championship? Yes. Could they win the national league championship? Yes. Um, do I think they win the world series? No. And this is the reason why it's not because of position players is because of their pitching. They have to fix their pitching. They have to fix their pitching. Their pitching was too wishy-washy for them to repeat again. Um, their pitching came into play and did great in the postseason, but it's when they needed to. And everybody's going to say, oh, well, that's when it matters. Yes, it does. But you have to get there first. You have to get there. And do I see them getting there Yes, but I don't see them winning. I don't see them repeating, and I don't see them repeating because if you lose people like Freddie Freeman, who was a who was a a concrete part of that team and made it so that team would win, um, I think it. I think it's in the clubhouse. I really think it's in the clubhouse. It's not for lack of talent. They have the talent on the field. They need to fix the talent in, in the pitching rotation. But I don't think they repeat. I'm sorry, Braves fans, but I don't think they'd repeat. Um, 
I, I honestly can't tell you right now because of free agency. I can't tell you right now which team I think goes to the World Series and wins it, but I don't think they repeat. I think that um, the Houston Astros um, are going to remain a threat. I think the Boston Red Sox remain a threat. I think the Yankees remain a threat. But I think playing in the National League East, which proved last year to be one of the most difficult divisions to play in, along with the West, um, was one of the most difficult divisions to play in. I think it's really hard for a team to repeat. Um, so major two major factors. One, the division. Two, the clubhouse. Um, just that gelling in the clubhouse. If it, Since they lost Freddie Freeman, they're going to have to get a Freddie Freeman in the clubhouse. Um, the reason Freddie Freeman was so successful is he's been with the Braves for, what, 10 years? Um, and he, he was brought up within the organization. And he stayed there, and he did great. I think the Braves have the ability to recruit. I think they have the ability to get good players in. It's been proven. The Braves went back to a solid farm team. Um, <coughs> excuse me. A solid farm team um, mindset and started focusing on their farm team heavily. But, but I don't think they repeat. Um, I think the Nationals and the Mets are playing like bats out of hell. I think the Phillies are going to play like bats out of hell, and it's going to make that division extremely hard again. I think the East with the Red Sox, with Tampa and New York is going to be very hard again. Obviously, New York makes it difficult. Tampa has made it difficult recently. Um, and and Boston is always a fighting team. Um, I think Boston's in, in, a, in that phase where they're like starting to click again. We're starting to get players back. We're getting people back that we had before um, for winning teams. So I think that's a problem. On the West, the Giants, the Angels, Colorado, um, Texas is a joke. But the Astros in the National League, the Giants in the National League, um, the Padres, teams that prove that they can play really hard um, have made it difficult to play in that division. Um, and I think that we we get a we get a World Series winner again out of the National League. I really think it's coming out of the National League again. It will either become it will either come down to the West or the East Coast. I don't think the Central Division is strong enough to fight against the East or West Coast um, for a World Series. Um, within the American League, I really do believe that the Central Division is owned by the White Sox this year. Um, Kansas City is always an upset team, is always that crazy team that comes out of nowhere that everybody forgets about. Because let's be real, they're in Kansas City. And and people are like, Kansas City who? And then they're like, oh shit, the Royals are playing. Um, Detroit's a joke. It will be a joke. Baltimore is Baltimore is the upset team, but it's not a team that contends um, in the East, uh, just like Detroit. I mean, they will upset a team. They'll cause some problems, but that's about it. I believe Kansas City and Chicago fight for the number one in their division, and you could see Chicago going to the World Series. Could. Could see Chicago going to the World Series. I still think fighting against Tampa, Boston, and New York on the East Coast is very difficult. Um, on the West, the Angels, the Angels still are the team in the West. I believe the Angels are a team in the West. Um, as far as American League, along with you know some other stuff um, that's there, um, I believe that 
uh, Toronto, Toronto has the ability to play well. I think what upset Toronto and caused a lot of problems with Toronto is them having to play at an unfamiliar stadium. They're having to play in the United States um, at a stadium that's not theirs, that's not their home. It's like playing all season on the road. Um, you know, the question that was just brought up for those of you who are listening on the podcast in the uh, in the chat on TikTok was thoughts on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a phenomenal ball player. I think he's a great ball player. I think he is... I think he is very good. I think at times he is overlooked. Um, I, I think that any team that were to trade for him and get him becomes dangerous because of his bat. Um, he is extremely talented at the plate. He is hard to strike out. Um, when you do strike him out, it's a big thing. And it's a big momentum booster. And he does swing kind of freely. But he's a great ball player. He is, he is a phenomenal ball player. Um, I I would equate him. I don't think he's as good as as like the Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. situation. But I think Vlad is Jr. Vlad Jr. is a is a phenomenal ball player. Um, I think any team that he plays for is going to do well. Um, if you put him in a team, let's say a Vladimir Guerrero goes to a team that's right on that edge, right on the edge of greatness. He's the one that helps push him over. No question. Um, he's not, a, okay, they're on the edge of greatness. We're bringing in a, we're bringing in this ball player and we're going to, we're going to be able to contend. I think he is one that you bring him in and other teams start kind of shit in their pants. That's what I think what happens with Vlad. Um, Obviously, Toronto was a problem in the East, but I think it was because of Vlad. Um, you can't put Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in with, let's say, Baltimore. You can't put him in with Detroit um, and him be like a game changer. You know what I mean? The team is not built enough around him to do that. Vladimir Guerrero has to have a team around him to support him. Um, the reason the Atlanta Braves were so dangerous this year is because from top to bottom in their in their lineup, you couldn't pitch around a player. You couldn't. You, you Let's say you pitched around Freddie Freeman. You pitched around Freddie Freeman, you got four other people that you got to worry about. You know, you have Acuna, you have Swanson, you have um, even uh, what's-his-face that, uh, that came up kind of big for him in the postseason. I can't remember his name right now. Um, I'm going to go to the Atlanta Braves um, Atlanta Braves uh, lineup here really quick uh, to refresh my memory here. Um, but you put him you put him in that lineup and it's just like, uh, crap. Um, not good. Uh, Riley, uh, Austin Riley. I'm sorry. Yeah, Austin Riley became a problem. Um, Arnod was was great as, as a catcher for them. Albies, Riley, Swanson, um, Acuna Jr., Duvall, Azuna. Like, <laughs> what are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to pitch around that? You know what I mean? Um, how are you supposed to pitch around that that lineup? That's what happens when you put Vladimir Guerrero in a weak lineup, i.e. a Detroit or a Baltimore. Um, you can't pitch around them. If 
Vladimir Guerrero were to go to like the Angels, if Vladimir Guerrero were to go to the Angels, you have a lineup you can't pitch around. That's difficult, incredibly difficult. Um, it, it makes it really, really hard to pitch around a. <laughs> It, make, it makes it really hard to pitch around a, a team that has a stacked lineup. The Angels have decent pitching. They, they actually have really good pitching. Um, but you can't pitch around it. You know what I mean? And and it makes it very difficult for any team to come in and go, oh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to win against this team by walking players and getting double plays. Like, for instance, if we were to go, I'm going to go over to the Angels because I don't know their lineup quite well. So well, let's go over to the Angels and let's take a look at their depth chart. All right. If you have if you have Vladimir Guerrero go over there, then you have Otani, who's a pitcher, who hits like Babe Ruth, which I'm telling you guys right now, Shoei Otani is so much fun to watch, it's ridiculous. I will watch an Angels game when Shoei Otani is pitching because the dude bats for himself. It's crazy. Um but you have, uh, you have Marsh, Trout, um, Rendon, um, Walsh at first base. Um, hard team to pitch around. You throw Vladimir Guerrero in there. You, let's say you put Vladimir Guerrero in there. Now you got an outfield that's that's short up. You got an infield that's short up, and you have <coughs> <coughs> you have a batting order that's hard to pitch around. All right. So having said that, I think that um, I think that the Major League Baseball has got some moves. We're going to see how this lockout turns out. I mean, they've got they've got lockout stuff going on. What is it this week? I believe um, lockout talks and everything like that going on this week. I, I want to see them get out of it. Um, or I think this week and next week um, they've been in lockout since um, the first of December, second of December, something like that. Um, I, I I just want to see them get through it. We're, we're almost at the end of, of football and we need, we need our sport to watch. All right. I'm a hockey fan. I love hockey. Don't get me wrong. I love hockey. By the way, go Blackhawks beating Detroit last night. Um, but we need to get back to baseball and we need it to be out there. So having said that, um, again, to recap the games that are going on this week, um, I want to see Cincinnati beat Kansas city. Kansas city needs to go down. Don't think it happens. Kansas City wins 27-24. San Francisco at the Rams. Basically a home game for San Francisco, except they're limiting the San Francisco fans like little pussies. Um, I want to see San Francisco beat the Rams. If the Rams win, hey, great for Stafford. He deserves a ring. I'm not going to lie. He deserves a ring. Don't like Matt Stafford, but he deserves a ring. Um, So more power to him. So having said that, guys, remember we are still open for sponsorships. If you want to sponsor the show, keep us on air. If you want to be a guest on the show or if you know somebody that should be a guest on our show, definitely hit me up on Instagram at Timeout with Josh. Shoot me a message over there. We'd be more than happy to talk to you. I hope you guys have a fan freaking tastic day.